BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. For class, this is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Bustler, and everybody else in between. I see uh, Dave in our chat says, uh, good coaches don't always make good people. As I talk about coaches being bullies in college. Well, yes and no. Right? Like, okay, let's. it depends, you know. In the professional level, it's a little different. If we're talking college... Most of them are bullies. That's my point, right? Most of them are. Not all of them, though. Like, Nick Saban is not a bully, right? There's a perception that Nick Saban somehow is, like, some really mean guy, right? Because he seems, he looks mean, right? He looks mean. Uh, He looks mean. He's like me. I just sort of have that sort of, like, angry look on my face, even if I don't. I told you there was this like super super hot girl once that uh, I was on the Fight Network, and she was on like Brazilian like Playboy or something like that even, and it was her. She had a going away party. I never really talked to her too much. She was going to a going away party, and she comes up to me and she goes, "Oh, you know what?" She goes, it's "Too bad we didn't get to know each other more." Uh, she goes, "I'm a big fan of yours." I said, "Oh, really?" Uh, and I was like, "Oh, hey," like type thing. Oh, really? And. Uh, she goes, yeah, but I always used to walk by your desk, and you always look so mad. <laughs> she goes, you always looked angry about something. <laughs> I told her, no, it's just my natural look. <laughs> it's just, it's just my natural look. <laughs> but like great coaches, like Nick Saban. If Nick Saban was such a jerk, do you think that so many great players would play for him? You know what I mean? Would they, would they all put up with it? Like if it was like some sort of boot camp? No. Nick Saban's stern. He's got like his, you know, he's got his ways and what he wants to do, but he's not like, he doesn't like throw footballs at people's heads in the practice. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like Urban Meyer was kicking people, right? Like Urban Meyer is kicking pro players. Like he's lucky he didn't get assaulted. Like after they, they would have been in the rightful place, the Jags to just beat the living crap out of Urban Meyer. Right? Like you ever heard of Nick Saban, like assaulting a player? You ever heard of Nick Saban, like, slapping a player? No. You ever heard of Nick Saban, like, really berating somebody? No. Not really. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, people like you know, people go to Alabama practices and they're surprised, actually. They're like, wow, there's, like, rap music blasting and stuff. And it's kind of people are joking around and it's looser. And it's like, yeah, it's not a boot camp. Like, he, he's not stupid. Like, you know what I mean? He's not going to be able to get all these young kids that are great. They can say, yeah, you know what? You win, but I'll still make it to the NFL if I play for Dabo Sweeney, who's actually nice. <laughs> like, like Dabo is a nice guy, right? So, you know, look at Harbaugh. Harbaugh is a nice guy. Like, Harbaugh's not one of these sleazeball snakes like some of the other guys are. The late night anger management class. It's level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, 
and everybody else in between. Teresa Walker will step up. And we've had a full house so far. Thanks to Chris Monter. Nice to talk some college basketball tonight with Chris. We had Andrew McKinnis. We talked to NHL hockey, a little NFL football. Teresa Walker will join us. We'll get um, back into the National Football League. Of course, the Jags play the Jets on Thursday night. The Jags trying to uh, potentially win this division. And it's interesting because we were just talking about uh, coaching and what coaching means. And Jacksonville Jaguar players actually earlier today had a nice uh, parting shot at Urban Meyer in which they were asked what the big difference is this year and what's, you know, that they turned a corner and all that. And they said, well, you know, it's coaching. Right? They basically point blank. They said, well, you know, we have a good coach this year and it's stable and right. There's just such a difference between being a college coach and a pro coach. And Doug Peterson is a quintessential pros pro coach, big football game. Big football game. There's a lot of big football games. And, in fact, they're all big. They're all big. The Buffalo Bills and the Chicago Bears, the Bills lay nine points on the road to the Bears. It's a big game. The Bills are trying to hang on to the one seed. All right, If the Bills want to make it to the Super Bowl, it's going to be a hell of a lot easier for them to do it if they get the one seed in the AFC. Not so much just because of home field, even though I think in Buffalo's instance it would help them, just due to the fact that we've seen them lose the last two years on the road in Kansas City. But it also just, it's one less game you need to play. To me, that's the big thing. You're minimizing the chance of losing a game. You're minimizing the chance of injury. And you're also maximizing the chance of the team that you're going to play of somebody getting hurt. And I never cheer for injury. I never root for injury. If you root for somebody to get injured on another team or something like that, you know, the, the gods and the karma, the voodoo is just going to get you and your guy's going to get hurt. <laughs> right? So, I don't, you know what I mean? But... I'm just being real here, right? Would you rather play three games or two games to get to the Super Bowl? I'd rather play two, thank you. And, oh, I get to play two games only, and I get to play them at home? Yeah, let's let's do that instead of playing three games and going on the road, thanks. Obviously, man, the one seed means a hell of a lot. And I tell you what, Cincinnati's coming on. Cincinnati's in Foxborough. I'm torn. I actually need to pull for the Patriots here, even though I despise them. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Quickest 108 minutes in Sports Talk Radio. This is Portridge. I am Gable Ramsey. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. 
So, um, you know what, Matias? You can now turn your attention from Argentina to, to Michigan and TCU. It's kind of been quiet on this front. To me, they wait too long for this. That's another thing, too. It's stupid. Like, what are, what are we waiting for? Like, seriously. Like, I tell you what. Michigan? And they say, oh, you don't want to do it on Christmas. Whatever. This year's kind of weird that Christmas landed on the weekend like it did. And it's sort of screwing everything up with the football scene. But why do we wait as long as we do? Honestly. Like, why do we have to wait three weeks? Nothing good comes of it. Teams, like, it's almost like the season starts over again. Hey, you're off for too long. There's no there's no need to have the college football playoff take as long as it does. Think about it. They play two games. They played December the 5th, all right? Whatever it was this year. December the 4th, December the 5th. You know what I'm saying. So, they play the first Saturday of December. The, the conference championship games. And then they play two games in the playoffs. And, and the playoff ends on January the 9th. So it takes one, one month and four days. It takes 35 days to play two games. How come nobody has ever said, you know, excuse me, sir. Uh, but why do, why, why do we wait 35 days to do this? Like, you almost forget who's playing. You know what I mean? It's like you got to rev up the energy again for this. It's like, oh, yeah, Michigan TCU. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ohio State, Georgia. It's like, I don't know. Like, it's been so long. Who's in the playoff? I don't know. There's so much going on on a daily basis. I don't know what the hell we're waiting for. I guess it's all a moot point. My take is meaningless. I've just wasted everybody's time. Because whatever. They're going to 12 teams anyway. So, whatever. They'll be starting it earlier. Or they're going to push it back. And God knows how long this is going to take now. Right? <laughs> But it is kind of ridiculous if you think about it that they only play two games and it takes as long as it does. You know, you could argue while teams get healthier, but there's no need to wait this long. I would, you know, basically what I would do is I would have it like basically, I I could live with a two-week bye. So you have two weeks, boom, you have the title, you have the semifinals, whatever, before Christmas on the 23rd or whatever, the 22nd and 23rd, whatever, you know what I mean? And then you set it up so the title game is New Year's Day. That's another thing. New Year's Eve sucks. It does. It's a stupid time to play. The only people that get locked into these games on New Year's Eve are single, lonely losers or degenerate gamblers. And I'm not insulting anybody because I put my hand up. You know, I don't know. I guess, listen, people go out less than they used to on New Year's Eve, but I don't know. Matthias is married and uh, under control of his wife now, so um, you, I'll ask you. You're a good uh, k- k- taste, uh, case study. <laughs> bad, 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 bad answer for you, Gabe. I actually made reservations tonight at La Mesa Lounge in Hollywood, baby. I'll be... I'll be- you know, doing all that good stuff. New Year's Eve, you catch me down there at 9 p.m. to 2 a.m. We're going to be rocking the joint. Let's go. All right. So, in other words, you're not watching the Georgia-Ohio State game. I definitely am not, Gabe. I'm going to be. See? Uh, I'm going to be doing it. I'm going to be doing it big, baby. Let's go. You're getting wasted. That's what you're saying. You're going out and you're partying. <laughs> yeah. It was my wife's idea. Could you what, where, where are you going? Home? What place? What place? La Mesa. La Mesa Lounge in Hollywood. La Mesa. It's. it's yeah, I went there for my birthday this year. It stole the you gotta show. Add the, you got to add the pronunciation, the little flair to everything. So Mesa Lounge. <laughs> la Mesa, La Mesa Lounge. Let's la go. Mesa, Mesa, <laughs> Mesa Lounge. <laughs> what a Mesa Lounge. <laughs> yeah, good, good old house DJ playing there the whole night. $140 buy-in, open bar. Let's go. It's $140 open bar, and it's not bad for L.A. I'm looking at Is this it? place here right now. North Coenga. Is that the place on Coenga? La Mesa so. Restaurant and Lounge. Yeah. Okay, how many are there? I think there's I'm one. I'm looking right now. I, my sister found it for my birthday, and I absolutely loved it, and so did all my friends. Uh, we can't wait to go back. And uh, Looks like they have good steaks. Fabulous. I'm seeing steak on their website. Oh, yeah, Gabe. And I'm seeing dancing girls with, like, fire and flames and stuff. Did they have that when it, you were there? It, 
Oh, yeah, it's Tulum themed, Gabe. It's Tulum themed. So I was getting ready for the wedding by going over there and everything. So now, now you want to. It looks pretty high class. Hey, you know. Well, it can't be that high class if it's $140. <laughs> well, I'm surprised. I'm yeah, that's what I'm saying. Me too. Yeah. So it's $140 to get in, like, and that includes alcohol. So it's not, that's it. $140 to get in an open bar. Yeah, we also got, well, we have eight people going, so we got bottle service, you know. Like I said, by LA, come on, that's that's a great deal. Yeah, no, it looks nice. It's got sort of the tiki bar lounge to it thing. It's got like the the palm trees inside and stuff with the lights and stuff. And they have a good bass in there, Gabe. I gotta say, their system for music is fabulous. You feel it in your chest. It's See, I'm not sound. down. I'm not down with clubs and stuff though. On like when you went to Vegas, you liked that too. You went out to like. It's too, too, it's too, like, there's going to be too many people there, bro. It's going to be like a million, you're going to be squeezed in with a million people. We got a pretty big table, Gabe, and you know what? We were Dance floor's well all Vegas. packed. They, they, they got us a big table in Vegas, too. We kind of had our own space. It was nice. Yeah, you're younger than me. You get older, you don't want to be out. <laughs> I got five years, Gabe. I got five years. I got three years. Once the kids start coming, then I'm screwed. I think that's my wife. I think that, I think that's why my wife actually wants to go out, because I think she thinks, you know what? Maybe oh, this is it. Not this three year. years. Yeah, not, not three years. This is it. This is your last New yeah. Year's Eve, then. This is it. I think she got scared. I think she realized, you know what? The time is now, because next year we're we're staying in. <laughs> I don't know how long she's going to tell you about you need a better gig. <laughs> <laughs> she's, I've been thinking. Uh, I'm actually, you know what? New Year's Eve, that's what I, that was my whole point, though. All right? That was my whole point originally back to how this all started about New Year's Eve is not a good time to have the college football playoff. It just isn't (laughs) at all. (laughs) And ESPN told the college football playoff committee this years ago, right? They, when they did the deal and stuff, it came up that, oh yeah, by the way, it's going to be on New Year's Eve a couple of times. Remember it was once before. And, ESPN was very adamant about it. Like, no, this is not a good idea. Like, you know, trust us. We know TV, and this is not a good idea. And that Hancock guy or whatever, the head of the college football, he's not He's not there anymore. He was before. I think it was, I think it was, I think it was Hancock. Um, his quote to them was he told them, he said, people would watch the college football playoffs if it was on the 4th of July and their house is on fire. Basically implying that we're so big that don't worry about it. People will watch no matter when it's on. And it had the worst ratings ever that year. It did not do well. It did not do well. Right? Like, this is the one night, like, I hate to say it, but if you've got a girlfriend or a wife or a family and stuff, it's a hard sell. Right? Oh, yeah, listen, honey, we're not going to go out to the restaurant. Right? The one night that you actually care about going out and stuff. Uh, we're not going to go out to the bar restaurant or the lounge, or we're not going to go dancing or drinking or d- for dinner. Or we're going to take the family or whatever, because I need to watch Georgia and Ohio State. Even though I didn't go to Georgia or Ohio State, because I got money on the game, so I'm going to ruin your New Year's. It don't work like that. Thank God Michigan's playing the early game, Matthias. That's, that's what I'm happy about. I was convinced they weren't, too. I was like, oh, God, they're going to put Michigan and TCU on late. They did it. It's 4 o'clock Eastern, but for those of us on the West Coast, it's 1 o'clock. My New Year's Eve, I'm going to watch the games, but then after I watch the games, I'm going on a New Year's Eve rave cruise. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. For class, this is Portrait. I am Gable Maranci, Chantal Varey, and Radio Affiliates, the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in the house. So we're just talking about how ESPN told the college football playoff committee that New Year's Eve is a bad time. <laughs> it's a bad time. I'm telling you, you're going to see the numbers. This is not a good idea to play on New Year's Eve, right? There's a reason why before New Year's Eve, you used to have the Peach Bowl. right? You used to have the Peach Bowl from Atlanta on New Year's Eve, and it started a little earlier. You started at 10, uh, 7 o'clock. You um, started at 7 o'clock. It'll be over by midnight and stuff. People can watch uh, Ryan Seacrest. I was going to say Dick Clark, but Dick Clark's dead. They're not going to let uh, Anderson Cooper drink on the air anymore at CNN. That was actually, that became one of the more entertaining New Year's Eve shows, to be honest. Anderson Cooper and that guy from the uh, the Housewives shows. What's his name? Andy Cohen. Um, they get lit up. They get drunk. Don Lemon will be all hammered and stuff like that. But there's a new boss at CNN. He told him he thinks it's unprofessional <laughs> that if news people are getting drunk on the air, that's just stupid, right? That's just so old school and stuff. Nah, it go, it go you know, whatever. Everybody gets drunk on New Year's Eve. It is what it is. I guess you don't have to put it on TV, but whatever. Who the hell wants to watch CNN anyways in the first place, unless they are drunk? You know, that's the only time. You know, like, that was the only time it was interesting. I was like, oh, Anderson Cooper's drunk. Like, you, you know what I mean? Have you ever said to yourself, oh, I got to watch Anderson Cooper now? No. But if somebody told you, listen, Anderson Cooper's really drunk and he's on TV in Times Square right now, you'd be like, oh, really? All right. Yeah. I think everybody should be drunk on TV. It'd be better TV. They have some show, don't they? It's called Drunk History or something. It's like celebrities and they're kind of drunk. And they're, I don't know, they talk about history stuff and they crack jokes with each other and stuff, but they're not drunk enough. It's not like you need drunk drunk. (laughs) You know, that's that's the, if I'm running a network, that's the thing. Must be drunk on air at all times. Be more entertaining. I'll tell you that. So, yeah, these games are they're sort of creeping up, but I do I do all kidding aside, I do think they're 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 too long, man. It's it stretched out too much, right? It's just it's there's no need to stretch it out this much. Now it's a strange weekend this weekend being Christmas, and I swear I believe I don't I don't usually work on Christmas. I've done Christmas shows before. I've done sports rage on Christmas in the past, but over the last few years, I haven't. And I could have sworn that it's in my contract or something that I don't, (laughs) but I see that I am on on Christmas. And I got to be honest with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wasn't like, I'm not, wouldn't be overly impressed with it, but I figured that, listen, if Scotty Farrell can do it, I can do it. So it's me and Scotty Farrell on together. Christmas morning. Christmas morning. Me and Scotty Farrell will be on during these NFL games. Yet most of the games are on Saturday. Which is just, I don't know. Like it's it's everything's whack this this year. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Like this NFL stuff and like so what you didn't want to play, you're playing three games on Christmas, but you're playing all the games on Christmas Eve, but then the next week you're gonna play all the games on New Year's Day, you know, on New Year's Day, you're gonna screw over college. 
Right? Like, if you'll notice, the NFL just really doesn't care about anything. <laughs> like, like they don't care about Christmas. They don't, it's like, you know, I like it the way it used to be. All right? Christmas was the NBA. You know, Christmas is supposed to be a day off from stress and all this stuff in which it's like, all right, you enjoy Christmas, you bet on the NBA, you kick back, you drink some wine, you eat some turkey, and you bet on some NBA basketball. But it's never enough for these people, right? So it's like, no, no, we got NBA, you know, there's six NBA games and three NFL games, and like, it, 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 uh, it never ends. And then the following week, it's New Year's Day. So I'm telling you right now, I'm going to do the Christmas, uh, the, the Sunday morning with Pharrell. I will not be on January the 1st unless they want me to be lit up and stuff. I'm going to be on a boat until like 4 in the morning or something like that. <laughs> right? Like, uh, there's, you know, we, we just, it's got to be a line in the sand somewhere. Yeah, Christmas morning. Yeah, so spend Christmas morning with me and Scotty Pharrell. It's the Dolphins and the Packers, whatever. It is It is a decent game, at least. At least the Packers, yeah, there's, there's something to it. So, yeah, so there's all these games on Saturday, which is just weird. I don't know. It's just, you know what I mean? Everything's whacked. And I'm going to be honest. I was never really sure when Christmas was Saturday or Sunday anyway. So, so Thursday night football, Jags and Jets. Jets are one-point favorites. Zach, looks like Zach Wilson. They said Zach Wilson's going to be the quarterback. Mike White can't go. So it's going to be Zach Wilson again. Zach Wilson's not as bad as people make him out to be. It's more, put it, you know, they, the Jets are a good football team, but I think at, at, at some points they also ask, people expect too much from the kid. Zach Wilson's problem is more, I think, off the field than on the field. I think his attitude is just, you know what I mean? His attitude, his comments, I think basically he's been there for a couple of years now and he hasn't really grown up much. Like, you know what I mean? He hasn't mentally matured to understand how to, you know, talk to the media, to talk to his teammates, his body language. Um, don't be in the news for sleeping with uh, your mother's friends. Stuff like that. <laughs> right? If you're going to do all that, you got to back it up. It's like Mac Jones. Mac Jones runs his mouth all the time and he sucks. Jets are still getting respect. Thing with Zach Wilson is. He's young, so he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of experience, right? And the thing is they shouldn't have drafted him that high. He doesn't have a lot of experience, but he does have like great athletic ability. He makes a lot of crazy plays where you're like, oh what? Like he's really like he's fast. Let's just be here. A lot of these like dudes are not as fast. Like Baker Mayfield used to get away from guys in college and he doesn't, right? Like Zach is pretty, you know, that's like pretty fly for a white guy. Zach's pretty fast for a white guy. Like, you notice when he gets in the pocket and stuff and people chase him, he rarely gets caught. Like, he's fast when he rolls out. And the kid's got a freaking cannon of an arm. Like, I, I, I love, like, I like watching the kid play, actually. Like, you know, some of the plays that he makes is like, whoa, whoa, that's, you know what I mean? That, that's pretty impressive. It's kind of Kaepernick-ish, actually. It's funny, no one's ever compared Zach Wilson to Kaepernick, but he sort of is kind of, he's got this Kaepernick thing. It's sort of like boomer bust, like you know what I mean? But it's more of his attitude. But he is sort of limited still. Right? I mean, he's the kid's in his, you know, he's still young. He's developing. So they you know, they're gonna hang their hat on the defense. It's it's a tough game. It really is. Originally, I'm sort of listen, everybody's gonna be on the Jag bandwagon right now. Jags this, Jags that, Titans suck, Jags, Jags, Jags. The Jets' defense is good. You're going into MetLife on a Thursday night. It is a very hostile environment. If you're a professional team that wins all the time, I don't care about the home field. But, you know, if it was the Bills or, you know, the Chiefs or the Bengals or something, it's like, who cares where it is, right? But, like, the Jags aren't used to winning, right? So it's like, all right, you're going on the road. It's a short week. It's New York. It's big time. National television. Can you back it up? Can you back this up? Totals 38. This game's got teaser written all over it. This game's got teaser written all over it. All right, so Saturday. This is another thing, too. I'm bringing this up to sort of set the schedule and the stage for everybody here in your head. You all better get your Christmas shopping done, man, before Christmas Eve. I got to tell you, 
I am that last second, last minute guy. Like I, I really do roll in. Like I've been like I'm not last, you know. And I always say, no, not this year. No, not this year. I'm totally like behind the eight ball. I got to be honest. Normally, I don't have people to buy anything for, but like I actually do this year. So I'm like, God, I haven't. Oh man, oh like, thank God for gift cards. I tell you that, but. You got to have some sort of personal touch. You can't just give people a gift card. So, I'm, even me, I'm just realizing this right now myself. I'm like, oh, my God. So, all these games are on Saturday. Saturday afternoon, NFL. Not just like a couple of crap games like the Colts or something. Like, everybody's playing. So, that's no time to be going out and doing any Christmas shopping. I'll tell you that. So, you've been warned. See, I gave you a nice public service announcement here. You better do your Christmas shopping before Saturday, even though Christmas is Sunday, because you got all this NFL on Saturday. All right, the Falcons are at the Ravens. Ravens minus seven and a half, total 37 and a half. It's a big game for the Ravens as far as the landscape. It's not the most interesting, whatever, but it's a big game. As I said, they all have something at stake. The Ravens are playing for the division, so it's big. Ravens are seven and a half point favorites, 37 and a half. Buffalo Bills are playing for the uh, the one seed. They're nine point favorites in Chicago, one o'clock Eastern. Total's 40. Cincinnati Bengals are playing for the division, and the Bengals are only one game out of the one seed right now. They're three and a half point favorites at New England. I'd like for the Patriots to beat these guys, but I don't think they can. Total's 41 and a half. Bengals lay three and a half. Detroit Lions are red hot right now. They've won six of their last seven football games. They're two and a half point favorites at Carolina. Next game in the rotation, we're going to talk about it with Teresa Walker. Tennessee Titans, five point favorites over the Houston Texans. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, including 97.1 The Freak in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Let's talk some Tennessee Titan and Houston Texan football, actually. You know, who would have thought that this would be such a big game, but it actually is. The Titans are in the midst of a four-game losing streak, their longest uh, losing streak uh, in like seven years, going back to 2015. Let's bring in uh, somebody that's uh, seen it and uh, wrote about it and broken it all down when it comes to Tennessee sports. Teresa Walker, AP, steps up in it. Teresa, it's always a pleasure. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. My pleasure, Gabe, and, and Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. 
So I'm going to start off while you've got some holiday weather in Nashville right now. Listen, it's cold everywhere across the board in North America, but you don't expect weather like this in Nashville, Tennessee. Talk to us about how cold it's actually going to be on Saturday. Well, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's on it's on path to be the coldest home game in Titans history. And, uh, you know, I've I've covered some cold games in Nashville. There was a a Christmas night game against Dallas uh, back around, I think, 2000, and it was ridiculously frigid. But we're talking single degrees. Five is the projected uh, feel. It might be the temp. It might be the feels like. But let's face it, feels like is what matters most. And five is just kind of ridiculous. But the high which is crazy because right now it's like 50 outside right now. And it's going to be like that. It's 51 here now. But uh, unfortunately, by the time we get to Thursday night, there's, you know, that, that system's going to be sweeping in the Nashville. A high on Friday, Christmas, or 15, 23 is supposedly the high in Nashville on, on Saturday, Christmas Eve for this game. But the winds are going to be just coming through like 10 to 15 miles an hour. That's what's going to drop that feels like temp, uh, you know, to single digits. In fact, we, we had uh, a rookie cornerback, uh, Roger McCreary. He's from Mobile, Alabama. And, uh, you know, his first exposure to the cold was when they went to Green Bay, saw some snow. He's like, okay, that was not bad. This is going to be much colder. Let's be honest. That was in the 20s. This is going to feel like single digits. And I've covered some games in single digits, and it's a different kind of cold. So uh, you get as close to the heater as you can. I'm really curious to see in Christmas Eve, you know, it's the Texans 1-12-1. and The Titans have lost four straight. It's like, is this going to be a game? I've seen tickets. It's like, hey, get your tickets. I've got two for Texans on Christmas Eve. And, in fact, uh, right now I've got a couple family members insisting that they're going to go, and it's like, do you know how cold it's going to be? I'm going to be cold. So I'm really curious to see how people turn out. But it's supposed to be sunny. You know what? I'm watching some of these bowl games, and there's so many empty seats, and I'm thinking, you know, why don't they just, like, how come they just didn't give away all the tickets? Then it occurred to me, they probably tried. Right? They probably, they probably, they probably tried. Now, I imagine there'd be a little bit more excitement if they were on a four-game win streak right now, but I guess roller coasters sort of an understatement as far as how this year has gone for the Tennessee Titans. Um, You know, Mike Vrabel's been there. He's done it. He's seen it all. So I imagine more concerning to him than the weather is the health status of the Tennessee Titans. And I I follow you on Twitter, and I saw you tweeting about about Traylon Burks, about Danico Autry, about Zach Cunningham, about Trey Avery. So what is the health status of the Titans, and are they going to be a healthier football team on Saturday? And it feels strange to keep on saying Saturday instead of Sunday, doesn't it, Teresa? But how are they going to be on Saturday? Well, they may be getting some of these guys back, but the problem is Ryan Tannehill is dealing with a an ankle. The fact that he – think about this. Now, he said he was carted off to the locker room to save time. Uh, and anyone who's been at SoFi Stadium, you know, it can take you a little bit to get around there and get over to the locker room. Uh, but after the game, he also said that, you know, it, it, the pain was at the highest on a pain scale. So, you know, and there's already been reports that, you know, it's going to be an uphill battle for him to play. Now, Mike Brabel, you know, that was my first question to him today. And, you know, we're, we're, we're going to have to see. You know, we're expecting an estimated injury report. They're doing a walkthrough today. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what that brings. But, but uh, honestly, I'm not expecting Ryan Tannehill to do uh, anything this week. Uh, the, the good thing, he, he's a veteran. He's been around. He, he's done this. Uh, you know, so if they if if they decide that they absolutely need him to play, you know, Mike said that he's got a great grasp of what they're trying to do on a short week. The other advantage is, yes, you have a rookie quarterback in Malik Willis, and uh, he's got two starts this year. When Ryan Tannehill sprained the right ankle earlier this season, his first start was against the team they're playing on Sunday, uh, Saturday. Again, yes, the Saturday is so weird this time of the year. <laughs> it really but, is. Uh, his <laughs> That's strange, isn't against, it? Oh, yeah, the, the irony of that. Strange. Yeah, the irony that it could be it could be the Texans again. And remember, wasn't there a lot of strange stuff last time with with Ryan? Is he hurt? Was he sick? You know what I mean? He was injured, but he finished the game. It's almost like deja vu all, all over again. Excuse me for jumping in, but it is. It's almost it's the same story all over again, almost. 
Exactly. Now, now here's the difference. In that first game, they, you know, when Malik Willis did get his first start, and think about this. This is a kid who, you know, yes, they traded up for him in the third round to get him at 86 overall. Um, coming out of Liberty, he's had to learn a lot. You know, they love how smart he is. But, you know, he's having to, you know, it's a big jump from what he was asked to do in the offense under Hugh Freeze at Liberty to what they're asking him to do in the NFL. And that's why Derrick Henry ran for 219 yards in that game. I mean, they literally ran the ball as much as humanly possible. Now, you could see some of the growth in, in Malik Willis because he got into the game on, on Sunday for a series and, you know, didn't do badly. In fact, when there was a free play, you know, he threw, he he smartly did what the quarterback's supposed to do, what the wide receivers are coached to do, and that's throw the go route. Unfortunately, the receiver broke off the route. Uh, the receiver in his third year, who should have known better, the rookie knew go deep and try to get the call and, and try to get a free play. And you know, so he you know, so if he has to start on Saturday, I think the Titans will be a lot more comfortable with this young man because he you know he's running the scout team every week and they're seeing some of the development there on that side of the area. Now they'd rather have Ryan Tannehill because right now they're 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 once four game lead in the AFC South is down to one game over the Jacksonville Jaguars who are suddenly really clicking with uh, Trevor Lawrence. And, oh, yeah, they, you know, there's three games left, and the last game of the season is in Jacksonville. So, you know, if, you know this, you'd like to think that this is a game that they can easily, you know, get a win. Oh, it's the 1-12 and 1 Texans. You're, uh, we, uh, Mike Brable and the Titans have paid very close attention to what these uh, Texans have done, how they took uh, the Chiefs to overtime, how they could have, should have, would have against the Dallas Cowboys before that. So, you know, the, the Texans have their respect, attention. And in this series, absolutely, uh, it, it doesn't matter what the records are. These teams always play each other. Houston got a win in Nashville last year. So, you know, coming off a bye and, you know, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be an easy win. No, it never is in this series. Teresa Walker with us just for a couple more moments. And, and oh, yeah, by the way, the Titans also play the Dallas Cowboys on Thursday night, December the 29th. So the Titans are going to be in the spotlight for the remainder of this season. What are your thoughts on the Jags right now? We knew... We knew, you know, that Doug Peterson, you know, brought credibility to this program and that it would be a much more stable situation than it was when Urban Meyer was running things. But what's your take on this team? Have they turned a the corner for real? Is this something like, oh boy, here they come right now and they're starting to click? What do you, you know, what are your thoughts when you, when, when you see the Jags? And man, who would have thought, Teresa, that the Jags, who would have thought that the Packers and the Rams game sort of would have been like, yeah, okay, whatever. And, it, and, and the Jags and the Jets, the Jags and the Jets at this time of the year would be as, as big of a game as it is on Thursday, Teresa. I know it's absolutely amazing, but it, it goes to show that when you have somebody who knows what he's doing, i.e. who's been an NFL coach who like won a Super Bowl like he did in Philadelphia, and when you've got tons of cap space like the Jags have, and spend it finally the right way. I mean, I know that people are probably still mad in front offices over the deal for Christian Kirk, but, you know, it totally helped reset the wide receiver market this offseason. But, you know, they've spent some good money. And, you know, Trayvon Walker, I was one of those. It's like, really, you're taking him with the first pick? But when you get a couple of back-to-back number one picks and they start producing, it's amazing how quickly in the NFL you can turn things around when you make the right moves. And the Jaguars right now, the way they're playing, they're, let's put it this way, it looks like their future is arriving quicker, you know, faster than anyone expected. That's a good point. And you know what? I think you know, us in the media and fans, everybody always wants to have winners and losers. And I think it's safe to say, listen, the Detroit Lions are happy with what Aiden Hutchinson is bringing to the table for them. And he just, he just, he was born to be a Detroit Lion. And I think the Jags are happy with what, what Trayvon Walker is bringing to the table. So speaking of the draft, let me ask you uh, about Hendon Hooker. And people were kind of, people were kind of split on Hendon Hooker even before the injury. Um, the biggest knock on him was his age, right? Number one, the biggest knock on him was his age. Number two, the second knock on him was, well, it's Josh Heupel's system. And it's not a difficult system to run. Yet he was playing impeccable football and he has all the athletic ability. What's Hendon Hooker's health going to be like moving forward, Teresa? And what are your thoughts on Hendon Hooker going into the NFL? Um, and, and how effective can he be? Will he get a fair chance? What are your thoughts on Hendon Hooker? 
Well, I'll say this. Uh, what he needed to learn from a year ago to now, or to this season, was how to connect and, and make the deep throws, and, and he showed absolute improvement in that area. I mean, the kid doesn't throw picks. He takes good care of the ball. He makes right decisions. The thing about Josh Heupel's system is he transferred in, you know, with Jeremy Pruitt as the coach. He sticks around with Josh Heupel, learns a new system, so that shows that he can learn yep. quickly. And, uh, you know, he, he's roommates with the guy that he replaced as the starter last year, and they became best friends, so great teammate. And then, oh, yeah, he can, he can operate an offense moving up and down the field, you know, thinking quickly, making quick decisions, knowing where to go to, with the ball. Uh, that may be a system quarterback, but those are, those are traits that can translate. Uh, the biggest question is going to be how, how high do you draft him coming off of an ACL and, you know, covering the Titans who, you know, they've got a bunch of guys that they've either signed, traded for, or, or brought in coming off of ACL. It can take a while for a guy to truly come back off of an ACL. I don't see a team taking a, a chance on Hooker who needs a quarterback in 2023. But if you if you're like the Titans or or you know you've got your starter and you want to take a flyer, I, I could absolutely see him being a second or third round pick because this is a guy who I think is going to be able to make it in the NFL because smart has the arm, uh, and, and he can make quick decisions, and he can learn quickly. So, uh, I mean, shoot, he, he's, got, he's got the ACL, and he had every reason not to be on the sideline for the regular season finale for the uh, Tennessee Vols in a pouring rainstorm, and he was there cheering on his teammates while he wait, waited for surgery. Um, uh, you know, if I'm trying to build a culture in, in a locker room in the NFL, that's the kind of guy I want. Uh, Teresa, we've got about uh, less than a minute right now, but you've seen the Georgia Bulldogs. We have a great college football playoff lined up. Uh, TCU, Michigan, Ohio State. Is this is this Georgia's to lose? Can anybody beat Georgia? Or in your opinion, is it like almost a slam dunk? Nothing's a lock in this world, but is it almost a slam dunk that Georgia are going to repeat as national champions? I have to admit, I'll be surprised if the Georgia Bulldogs don't repeat as, as national champs. I mean, they were hardly pushed. And yes, I would have loved to have seen Tennessee Georgia on a neutral field, but uh, they got you know they had that at home. Uh, I just this team has got too much talent, and Stetson Bennett is you know he knows what he's doing with this offense. So uh, with the talent that Kirby Smart's accumulated, it just feels like it's their title to lose. And I feel the same way. It's like, unless they all miss the team bus and they don't show up, they're going to be pretty hard hard to beat. Like, something needs to happen. They really do need to beat themselves. Teresa, it's always a pleasure uh, talking football with you. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for taking the time to be us. We look forward to catching up with you in the new year. Sounds good, and my pleasure as always. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.
Associated Press. Andrew McCannis, wagertalk.com. Chris Monter, collegebasketballnews.com. Full house. What is it, the Wicked Wednesday tomorrow? It's easy to lose track of uh, time and days. So the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart will step up and in. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano, will throw it now with us and uh, more. You know what? We should be pretty stable, actually, throughout the week. I sort of thought, you know what? I don't know. Are we speaking to people again? And then when are we on and all this type of stuff? But we're going to be on through to Friday, actually, guys. So we'll be on through Friday night. That's, that's, yeah, it's a normal week for us. Um, it's the 23rd. And then, like I said, I'm going to be on with Scotty Farrell Christmas morning. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's at noon Eastern, so 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock Pacific. We'll be on uh, We'll be on during the NBA games, and we'll be on during the Packers and the Dolphins. Set you up for the, the Broncos and the Rams. But it is a big week. Tomorrow night we got a bowl game. Only one bowl game tomorrow. I think there should be points tomorrow night. The game's indoors. What, it's the New Orleans Bowl? This bowl is usually a very close game and a high-scoring game. You got Western Kentucky and South Alabama. Western Kentucky can't help but be in a high-scoring game. Even though, you know what's interesting? Western Kentucky are 8-4-1 to the under on the year, and South Alabama are 7-4-1 to the over. Because Western Kentucky totals are always high, and South Alabama ones are lower. This game's going to go over 57 and a half. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.